Welcome to the MIND podcast. MIND stands for Michigan New Educators. This podcast is a place where new educators and sometimes their guests offer encouragement and insight into a profession understood by few but talked about by many. So whether you are an educator, love an educator, want to be an educator, or just need to learn more about us, we're glad you're here. Our hosts are four early career teachers brought together by the Michigan Education Association. The MEA is here to help educators in all stages of their careers. And that's the school bell, signaling it's time to start. Today we are talking about the things that are on everyone's mind right now, the things that are within and out of our control, and more specifically, we are talking about our aspiring educators. Today we have President-elect Brittany, and she is going to be talking about some of the questions and some of the concerns that our new educators are facing just entering the field. So I'm Danielle. I am from Bay City. I am a fourth-year teacher, and I teach fourth grade. I am Brittany and I teach in Monroe. This is also my fourth year and I am teaching a second, third grade split. My name is Amanda. I teach in Rochester. This is my fourth year teaching and I teach high school German. My name is Skye. I teach in Lansing. Um, this is my second year teaching and I teach fourth and fifth graders. Um, my name is Brittany, and I am the president of the Aspiring Educators of Michigan. I'm a senior at Michigan State University, and I'm studying special education learning disabilities. So, Brittany, you're going to have a perspective that I think a lot of us don't have right now. And I know that some of us are thinking about it, but there are some that just are worried about what's in front of them right now. So, have you guys been thinking about what are some things you guys are concerned of once we go back to the fall or even just facing right now as an early educator? Um, I think that there are a lot of concerns for um, us aspiring educators, um, like how am I going to find a job come the fall for those of us who are done with our internship, who have graduated? Um, am I going to be prepared enough to even go into a classroom or a virtual classroom? Um, a lot of our students have missed out on those really valuable experiences. Um, they're kind of lost. You know, what are we going to do now? Um, and how do I make those connections with my students and their families? Definitely. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that I know that you guys are more techie, you guys have been doing online learning. Do you guys think that obviously that's going to be an easier transition for you? Yeah, I definitely think that, you know, for those of us who have done those online courses, especially now, uh, we have that experience with running Zoom and sending more emails and preparing things online uh, more than a lot of, you know, current teachers have. Um, it, it, it's so helpful to have that experience, but at the same time, it's not replacing the experience that we really need. Right. Definitely. Definitely. It definitely gives you guys an opportunity to be leaders in your school, though, once you are hired um, to show others the technology. I know the young, the, our joke is the youngest person in our school is the, the tech person. So <laughs> whoever that is ends up being the tech person in our school. <laughs> so... Um, Brittany, can you give us a little bit of background just to where you sort of were in your teacher prep program? So were you already in a classroom? Were you preparing to do that? Just sort of what your experience is currently. So um, in Michigan State's teacher prep program, 
um, juniors and seniors are really the base of the program. So um, I just finished my junior year of college, which is so exciting, um, but I really missed out on those experiences in my teacher prep courses. Um, and those upper level teacher education courses, um, field work is the base um, for them. You learn all of your material in those courses and then you go out to the field and you teach. Um, as a first year student you know, in the teacher prep program, and this was my first time working with students one-on-one, -on -one, I just lost you know, a semester's worth of information and material and experience. Um, but for seniors, um, they've had more experience, but at the same time, they didn't get to say goodbye to their kids. They lost, you know, a lot of experience too. Mm -hmm. And I know, Brittany, you know, it makes me think of when I was finished with student teaching, a lot of times, you know, and I did it in the winter semester. So I ended in, the, you know, end of April, and then I had a job opportunity as an assistant right away, you know, an instructional aide. So those are some other things that seniors would be missing out on is that like quick transition to like an in in the district or subbing or, you know, so many different things that I feel like that they're missing, you know, but I, I know that we were talking about teachers that were retiring. So that could possibly be an in for them in other ways too. Mm -hmm. Well, that, that brings me to one thing that I'm thinking about is all of the retirements that we have to fill. And obviously we'll have an influx of, I mean, well, actually we won't have an influx. We know we have, we know that teacher prep programs are down and obviously this is incentivizing a lot of people to retire. Um, and that's kind of scary. And now what will it look like while you guys enter the district? How are we going to properly train you? Because we're so, we're learning as we're going, you know, I can only imagine what that's going to look like. Scary. It's intimidating. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think a lot of us are really concerned about finding that job because right now, um, well, in Michigan State's program, you have a year-long internship after you graduate, which is almost like your first year of teaching. So you have a full year of teaching under your belt before you have your own classroom. Um, and for students who were in that year-long internship, and now that they are interviewing for jobs, the whole situation has just kind of turned. You know, you're not having that face-to-face -face personable interview. You are not having the opportunity to meet other teachers and explore the school before you actually, you know, get the job. Um, it's a lot of those things that are really scary for us right now. Um, but I do think that there's, you know, light at the end of the tunnel. It's obviously going to get better at some point. Yeah, I definitely think some of the things too. I mean, I know that when I finished my student teaching and I, I went through the same program at Michigan State, you know, I finished and then there were two two or so months before school let out or, you know, K through 12 school let out. And I was able to sub and make connections and, you know, get to know people in the building. And that has such a huge impact on the job search when people can say, oh yeah, yeah, I know him or I know her. And she's, she's great. You should look into her. And I think that with missing that is going to lose a lot of the teachers or new teachers are missing that way to sort of make an impression on schools and departments and districts. So it makes me kind of feel or wonder like do new teachers need to be a little bit more creative in like making sure you know their portfolio or whatever they bring to the interview making sure that that like that they really stand out since and obviously this could change come July and we there could be in-person interviews but right speaking from right now it's like 
So now they just might really need to think like, what can I do to stand out, to set me apart from, you know, all these other applicants. So I feel, and, and we always think that anyway, when we're going into the, you know, getting a job, we want to set ourselves apart. So I feel like that's important now more than ever too. I think one way that um, new aspiring educators coming that are going to be teachers in the fall, um, one way they can set themselves apart is maybe listing ways that they were trying to be involved in their student teaching classroom during this time. Um, how were they helping the, you know, their uh, coordinating teacher um, during this, this weird time? You know, what did they help? Out with in the classroom, um, I think that can definitely set um, you apart from others in the field. And uh, another thing you could possibly do if you are in communication with those students still, maybe ask for little recommendation letters. They could type it to you and you can print them out and then you can definitely put that in your portfolio um, for interviews in the fall. Absolutely. That's a really good idea. You could even have them do it on like Google forms or something. Mm -hmm. Um, I know that was one of the things that I, I did in my student teaching and I put those in my portfolio. And first of all, I learned so much about the kids that like one of the girls, one of those students, just super quiet, doesn't really talk, is engaged, but very, very shy. I was like, you're my favorite teacher. This is my favorite class. And I was like, what? (laughs) You know, (laughs) you learn so much. Much like that, but also it's really nice to have in your portfolio. It's something other than yes, I can lesson plan. Yes, I pass my MTTC. Students like me, you know. Yeah. There's like a little bit of extra there too. Thinking into the hiring process, that was one thing I was just thinking about, like interviewing. I'm wondering if there's going to be a sense of leniency since there's such a high, like since there'll be such a high need. So I'm wondering what even interviews are going to look like. You know, they can't necessarily ask you to mock up a lesson for them and sit in the classroom to do that um is there any talk of that Brittany of like what they're preparing you for is there any thought to preparing you guys for that I don't know I mean are they switching the whole gear okay guys now it's not going to look the same way this is what we're thinking you're going to have to anticipate yeah um as far as I know I haven't heard anything like that um I know our career consultants are working really hard to just help our interns and our seniors like really prepare for that next step. Um, From my standpoint, I'm not there yet and I don't know, but I would really hope that there is some kind of extra support there, um, especially for online interviews that are so not ideal for this situation. Um, Yeah. Right. I mean, because honestly, like we were saying, it's hard to figure out who somebody is. You know, when you're sitting in front of me, that's so much, I mean, honestly, if you're sitting in your kitchen doing an interview in your pajamas, I mean, that's as raw as it gets. But I'm saying like, you know, when you're, when somebody is sitting in front of you and you can have a conversation where you're not having those lags in time and it's more genuine and you can really see those emotions I and mean, it's a whole different, it's a whole different ball game. So I'm just thinking about that looking to you guys. I just... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. One thing for sure that we have to think about is how we're going to support the new teachers coming in in the fall and how it's really up to not only new educators, but all the educators to um, help support those first year teachers because they might not have that full semester or full year of student teaching to fall back on. And we all know how hard it is as a first-year teacher. <laughs> well, it's be even yeah. more difficult 
to try to navigate that. Yeah, and you think about it, I mean, in all reality, we're all new teachers all over again. You could be in your 30th right. year of teaching and it's your first year of teaching again because this is a whole beast that we've not tamed yet. Like we don't know how to do this. And like I said, it's the wonderful thing about being a new educator is because honestly, we do have a leg up in the technology department and you're going to be finding yourself, as we've said before, as a huge resource that, um, you know, you might be that go-to person and you've only been teaching for, you know, three days at that point. And they're like, oh yeah, awesome. Brittany knows how to go ahead and upload a Google, you know, a Google document and all of that. And you're going to find yourself being a go-to person. But then again, when we're finally back in the school, it's going to be hard because we're going to go ahead and retract a bit because now you're back in person and it's going to go back to those classroom procedures, those things that we no longer had to establish at the point, you know, going back to where is the copier? Um, how do I print things? And you have to remember that it's going to be okay to ask questions. You know, we're going to, your role is going to change multiple times in this and it always will as being a teacher, you know? Yeah. There are no stupid questions. <laughs> Yeah. I think I saw like Brittany's eyes sort of go like, wait, what? Like uploading a Google doc is what makes you a tech person. But that's, that's the shift between still being in college and working with, you know, and being in the working situation. Cause yes, that is a plus. If you can upload a Google doc, you are one of the techies. <laughs> I was just thinking, wait, how do I do that again? It just, my mind went blank. I feel like I haven't done a lot of that stuff in so long, but at the same time, I still know how to do it. Yeah, right. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> it's yeah. there. You just gotta like, you know, it just takes a little remembering, you know. That's how it is after the summer. We're like, oh man, what was my pencil sharpening procedure? Yeah. Oh yeah, there yeah. you go. I remember. What's my employee <laughs> number? Like, oh yeah. <laughs> I have my employee number written on like 50 sticky notes around my classroom that was the problem I had to get in my school because like I needed it because it was my password for so many things right I'm like I can't log into anything I don't know my password oh I just I, know mine on a sharpie in sharpie on the back of my badge because I was like tired of forgetting oh, I'm like yeah. that way it's, it's hidden no one can see it I can just look at it real quick oh that's what it is okay my big thing is I always forget my room number because I travel between two buildings and oh. I can never and so it always comes at the worst time where I'll be like on the phone and they're like okay what room are you at I'm like um uh give me one second I just need to run outside like I have no idea where I am ever <laughs> well now I'm thinking talking about rooms like how exciting that's finally going to be when you guys get in your own classrooms because your classroom has got to be your family room for, you know, moving into the next, potentially the next fall, you know? Yeah. So that is going to be such a wonderful, and like, that is the coolest experience, you know, being a first year, you're in this space, that's all yours. You get to make it what you want it to be. And um, I, that's, a, I'm excited for you guys for that. And I, it's, it's a bummer that you guys might not have that in the fall. Right you know? Yeah. And I can't even imagine, um, if we began virtual in the fall and then moved back into the classroom of having to juggle the idea of continuing your online education and having to go in and set up a classroom, which for elementary school teachers, I assume takes four years to set up your classroom based yeah. on what I've seen online. For me, it for me it takes you know all day, and I teach high school, and which means I just slap some posters up and write a calendar on the board. But I mean, for you elementary folk, I just can't even imagine how you would juggle setting up a classroom 
and you know if it was in like October of online learning right that yeah I'm not (laughs) I, I don't know how I would even go about doing that without setting up those relationships first I mean you because you know that Timmy needs this in order to get his work done or if you don't have that right away from the beginning of the year how are you expected to have uh, an online classroom if you don't know their personalities and don't know those traits first yeah for sure well and I feel like that kind of brings us into our circle of control you know like what can we control right now and then what are those other things that may come or they might not come but it's just like as teachers I feel like we worry about everything in the world you know and I know personally like I'm constantly thinking like what Sky said like how am I going how would I do this in the fall this would not work you know I already have the relationship with these students for them to hold on to online learning as long as we can um so I feel like I'm really trying to focus on what is my circle of control and you know what are those things that I can control right now and really it's how can I be the best online teacher I can be, you know, and for an aspiring educator, it might be like for Brittany, it was getting through her last um, assignment, you know, and making sure that she got through that. Um, Does anybody else want to chime in on that? I am naturally just a very worried person. It's probably, I would consider it one of my worst traits. And it's something that I'm trying to work on is that I will just sit and worry about things about anything. And that's something that I've really been trying to work on. And with this whole online schooling, I think has sort of been like the ultimate surge that I've had to like sort of face and be like, okay, I can't just worry the entire day about online school because I'm going to lose my mind and I can't do that. So for me, you know, trying to separate out again, the things that I can control, I can control the instruction that I'm giving, I can control the people that I'm contacting, I can control the fact that I'm, you know, looking for, you know, effort from students and reaching out. I cannot control whether or not students want to do their work. I cannot control whether or not students have home situations that allow them to do work or allow them not to do work. Um, I cannot control if my district is going to pass students that truly shouldn't pass. Those are things that are outside of my control. So for me to, you know, stress about them and worry about them is pointless because it's not going to accomplish anything. So I've been really trying to just focus on the things that I can have, you know, an effect on, a change on. And that is plenty right now. I think all, all teachers know that, like, just focusing on the things that you can, you know, work on or change is still more than, than we probably even have time to do. Um, so that's definitely, this has definitely been a a challenge for me as a naturally anxious person. Um, but focusing on that, what can I control? What can I cannot control has definitely been helpful. Um, and from the student perspective on that, you know, right now, you know, in, in being in college, it's really difficult because your circle of control is just so limited um, to, a, to a degree. I can't control the instruction I'm going to get from my professors who don't know how to work technology. Right. I mean, like there are days where I'm sitting in a Zoom class, you know, three classes in one day, and we spend half the time trying to figure out how to work Zoom. Sometimes it takes a really long time for younger professors, older professors. It's so hard. And for me as a student, it's so concerning that I'm, I feel like I'm missing everything that I really want in my, in my classroom, yeah. in my college classroom. 
And then I'm afraid it's going to reflect on the teacher I am. I'm not going to know the material as well. I'm not going to have that experience. I'm not going to have that personal connection with my professors that I really need. Um, my circle of control is just so different right now. Right. And it, it, sorry, go ahead, Sky. I was just going to say, I think one thing to keep in mind is that what makes us teachers is the passion that we have for this field and whether you know all the information or not, which no teacher does. No teacher knows it all. We're all learning as we go. It's, it's really, we are teachers because we want to teach our kids. And that's the difference. Um, we just have a passion for what we do and we try to go that extra mile wherever we can. That's something that every new educator needs to keep in mind going into this field that yes, you are going to be a great teacher because you are showing up and you are trying to go that extra mile for your kids despite these circumstances. Yeah, I, you know, the thing is that right now we're in a storm, a big storm, you know, more sorrow pandemic, but <laughs> <laughs> the the thing that we got to look at is that like, you guys know why you chose this, like, you know, why you're choosing to be a teacher, Brittany. And I think that's what, you know, it's hard when the, the reason why isn't sitting in front of you and you can't really make those connections. But, you know, like I said, you got to wait out this pandemic because it's good. We're going to figure it out. Something it, There is a light at the end of the tunnel now. Granted, when that is, who knows? But when it does happen, I just think about how rewarding it is going to be for you guys when you're sitting, finally, like I said, finally in that space of your own. You finally have your 25, 35, you never know. Five. You could, even have, you, could even, yeah, you could even have five kids, you know, just with the whole, you know, figuring everything out in front of you. And it's going to be such a more genuine experience because um, we were talking about in the last time, once it's been taken from you or for you guys, something you've been looking forward to, now it's just going to go ahead and come back tenfold. And you have so much more to look forward to. And I am excited for you guys when you guys get that opportunity, because it's going to be such a powerful experience. And it's gonna be great. Right. I mean, as a teacher, things are always going to come up. This is just something else on the long list of things that teachers have to be flexible about. I mean, in my first year teaching, I had an influx of students and had 35 children in my class. <laughs> For my sister, I'm not expecting that. <laughs> I mean, if there's always something as a teacher, and this is just something else on that list. I think too, I know um, Brittany spoke to the fear about missing out on things from your, um, you know, your instructors during college. And, you know, I had a great teacher prep program. I think Michigan State does a really good job. Um, I learned more about teaching in the first six months of my first year of teaching than I did in my entire teacher prep program. And that's not to diminish what Michigan State does, because I think that they prepared me to be the teacher that I am. And I have nothing but love for that program. But reading about teaching in a book and hearing an instructor talk about teaching and putting up with 38, 14-year-olds yep. is it's it's a totally different situation. So while I understand the the anxiety because what you know from teaching is what you've had in class, a lot of it transfers, but a lot of it you just learn, you know, boots on the ground. So um, definitely keep that in mind as well. I agree with Amanda and Brittany. I just feel like, you know, if anything, and this goes for all of us, but especially for aspiring ed, and if you're in your classes right now, 
I just feel like once you get, you know, once we get to get back to the students or you finally get into your job, you're going to appreciate it so much more and be so much more excited than you even were before, I feel like, because you're not going to take any minute for granted. You know, you're going to be just like on fire at all times, maybe not all the time because you might be tired, but you know what I mean? Like your passion is just going to drive you even more than it, than it would have before. And I really wholeheartedly believe that. And I talk to teachers now and all of us can speak to that, you know, which was our last podcast. And we just talked about how much that, you know, we realize we take the little things for granted and we're not going to do that anymore. So I think that's just something to be a little bit on the positive side of things. Right. You know, we'll get through this, like Danielle said, but it'll, it'll just work out even better. Well, and I think that you're, I think there's going to be a lot of grace and there's going to be a lot of kindness that's being shown on, like, on behalf of, like, uh, more veteran teachers, even, like I said, us, um, and anyone who's been in the building for a while, because we're, they know that, you know, you might've been teaching for six months, but you haven't been teaching in a classroom for six months. And I think, and they're going to remember all the times that you came through for them in those six months leading up to it or whatever, you know, everyone, like I said, has got those roles and it's just, I think, like I said, everyone's going to be way better because of this. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> I'm excited. <laughs> I love the optimism. <laughs> um, you know, you guys, that, that was a lot of advice and a lot of inspiration. So thank you. I think that right now, um, I only finished the semester yesterday and when you, you all know that when you come off a semester, a semester like this, where you got kicked out of your living situation and out of your college classes halfway through the semester, it's really difficult to find yeah. that passion and that interest again, after such an awful experience for the past six, eight weeks. Um, but I definitely think that this pandemic just really fueled my fire to be a teacher even more because I know what I'm missing and I hate that. And mm-hmm. I want it back so badly that I would give anything just to be back in the classroom with my students. And honestly, this was my first experience. And I know that I'm going to feel the same way, you know, the rest of my teacher prep program through my first years of teaching my entire career. So I'm really excited and you know, while this has been so difficult and it has given us so many problems, you know, as educators, I'm really excited and I am really, you know, looking forward to going back. Yeah, I think this is the time to be a teacher and I hope to not see any more fall off in the teacher prep program. I know it's intimidating right now, but this is the time, like you are all innovators right now. You are all, you know, you're, we're here right now. We are learning as we go. We're building a program from the ground up from literally nothing. And the thing is, I think that it's about to get really, really good. We've been in this, this rotation where things haven't been so great for us. And we're on this, like now we're going up at the top where it's getting good again. And I think that people are, again, are starting to appreciate us. And I know we started talking about that in the last prod podcast, but I think there's a true value the value to education that's coming back. And they're realizing that we do a whole heck of a lot more than just watch your kids for seven hours. Yeah. You know, when your kid says, oh, I miss, miss, Ma- I miss, miss, uh, miss, I'll say Brittany, I won't say your last name, <laughs> but you know, I miss, you know, I miss them. I miss my classroom. And you're like, you miss school. I mean, usually they're three months on summer break. They're like, I'm so happy I'm on summer break. Right. But now they're sitting there like, okay, it's going to be six months before I get to go back to school. If, if that, you know, and I think that says a lot 
And um, I hope that that love continues to go throughout college prep programs, you know, because who knows what that's going to look like moving forward. Yeah. Yeah. So. And, you know, from the secondary perspective, I we don't tend to get as much love as you guys do as elementary school, you know, especially at the early levels, you know, your kindergartners, your first graders, they love their teacher, you know, they want hugs, they want to, you know, get to know they're like obsessed with you, right? You're like, almost like a a celebrity to them. And then they turn 15. (laughs) And I am not a superhero to them. But the change I have seen in these kids who, you know, were talking, you know, before this all happened, like, oh, it'd be so cool if school was canceled. We wouldn't have to, like, and not like bad kids. They just are, you know, teenagers and school is work. And to see the shift in them, be like, I miss school. I miss my teachers. I miss learning stuff. I miss my friends. I like school. Is I'm like, oh, I'm like saving all their comments. I'm like, he said he likes school. Like, it's definitely nice to see. Every time show it to them later on. Yeah. Remember, you said you like me. You said it right here. Or Amanda's gonna use it like on open house to get kids to like buy into her class. Yeah. He said <laughs> that he really likes my class. <laughs> right here. <laughs> Amanda, in defense of secondary teachers, I'm gonna tell you this much right now. Secondary teachers, you guys like honestly, I can tell you a list of secondary teachers. That's when you guys, yeah, you know, in kinder, in elementary school, we, you know, they're lovey-dovey and we, we inspire them to learn and like love learning early on, but it's you guys who, you know, continue that on and they really create those relationships with. Yeah, I can tell you right sure. now, I have so many, you know, the genuine relationships. Yeah. You know, you look back and you're like, I love my fourth grade teacher. Yeah. I loved her because she let me color, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> You know, when you look back and it's like, no, you know, Miss Henderson was there when, you know, I could really understand what was going wrong. Right. You know, and in defense of secondary teachers, you guys, you guys deal with a lot of the serious issues and not saying that we don't. Yeah. But when they're really developing, really coming yeah. into themselves and dealing with those things. And like, I know I have amazing secondary teachers that I look back on and uh, I'm just grateful for. So don't sell yourself short, secondary <laughs> teachers, because yeah. you guys do create some very impactful and very important relationships. Absolutely. So I hope that everybody had a little bit of inspiration during this podcast today. You know, we had an aspiring educator on here. We talked a little bit about what seniors are going through and what teachers in general are going through. And we don't know how long this is going to last. I know that the MEA has great mentorship programs like um, the retired teachers. They have a program where they are helping new educators and aspiring educators as well with whatever questions they might need when they first enter the field and different things that they can help with. And we have our program, MINE, Michigan New Educators. And we are here through it all for you guys. I mean, we can relate to anybody in the field zero to 10 years to, I don't know, really any any year in the program, especially with the pandemic and COVID-19 and what we're dealing with right now. So we are here to help anybody um, reach out to us, comment, message us. We would love to hear from you or if you have any ideas or comments or questions that you want to put on our podcast, we would love to hear from you guys. And on Instagram and Twitter, we are MI New Educators. And on Facebook, we are Michigan New Educators. 
Thank you, Brittany, for being here with us today. Um, we can't wait to see you in the classroom. We know you're going to be a rock star, and we're here when you, well, and next year, you still have next year. But again, we're here for anything. And MEA is here to support you guys. We appreciate you and still doing this. Um, so everyone stay safe, stay healthy. Um, and thank you for tuning in.